0: But it is wonderful to be with you this morning And uh, this morning, um, we're continuing our foundations You guys remember that we're still doing that We've had a bit of a holiday break in between And this morning, uh, I'd like to speak to us about forgiveness or unforgiveness And just as a pastor in the church, I've just seen over the years That it's something that really uh, is a pertinent point within the, within the Church of Christ That... Uh, um, And to forgive means to, literally the word is aphemi in Greek, and it means literally to let go. To let go. To let go of an offense or a word or a hurt that we might have received. And as we look at this concept of forgiveness this morning, uh, I want to look at why do we forgive? Well, firstly, probably what is unforgiveness? Why we need to to forgive? What happens if we don't forgive? And uh, how do we forgive? And uh, we're going to look at the scripture in Matthew 18. And uh, let's almost start there. Matthew 18, verse... That first verse I gave you (laughs) Then Peter came up and said to him Lord how often will I forgive my brother Sin against me And uh, Excuse me let me just try again Then Peter came up and said to him Lord how often will I Will my brother sin against me And I forgive him As many as seven times and Jesus said to him, I do not say to you seven times, but 70 times seven. That's 390 300 times, eh? If you work it out, 490 times, that's once every three minutes in a day. In a 24-hour day, that's once every three minutes. If you take, like, maybe you sleep eight hours, then it ends up being once every two minutes. So I think the point that Jesus is making, the rabbis in Jesus' day, when they talked about forgiveness, they would say, like, how many times should I forgive my brother? And then the rabbis in, in Jesus' day would teach three times. You can for, if your brother sins against you, then forgive him three times. And so Peter, when he was speaking to Jesus, he says seven times. So he thinks he's being very gracious. And Jesus is like, that's not enough. 490 times a day do you need to forgive your brother and the point that I think the scripture is trying to make is is that If you come into church or if you live in life You are going to be offended you are going to be hurt Because by but people say and what by people do to us. I mean you see have you ever been hurt by anyone Whose ear has been hurt by something that someone has said about them Or maybe even something that was done to you and so all of us have this issue that all of us will in our life have many opportunities to forgive one another especially in the church because the church is not perfect the church is just a bunch of sinners and god is good and we're getting better but we're not perfect and each and every one of us still have a measure of sin within us We're not perfect like Christ. We are being made like Christ. And because there's still sinfulness within us, we might not mean to hurt one another, but we often we do. We say a word in jest and it's taken wrongly and we get offended and we get hurt. And so this is a really important thing for the church is that we learn to forgive one another. Because what happens if we don't forgive one another and we hold on to our offenses? Well, it breaks our relationships, don't it? And then, you know, you keep on thinking about it and then... The anger and the resentment builds in your heart And what the heart is full of the mouth speaks And then we It's hard to keep it in And then we start speaking to And then we Speaking to people and, we break the, and then there's gossip and slander and malice And we break down the body And then you walk into church And it's just like kind of stiff Because we've broken down the trust And the relationships that we have with one another So quickly let me give you an example When I was in Josh Jen I was just finished with Varsity. I'd probably been working for about three or four years. And uh, I'd really studied hard at university. And the university had a merit system. So if you did well at, in your subjects, then they would give you your money back. So I got my money back. That was the grace of God. But I got some money back, and I saved that money. And so after about four or five years of working, I had a friend, Dion Morrison. And we, Mandy knows Dion. And me and Dion, we said, like, we're going to go to the Maldives, and we're going to go surf a little bit. Because at that stage, they were running a special, and uh, so we went to the Maldives, me and him. But see, the problem Dion had is that Dion didn't have enough money to go, but I had enough money to lend to him. And so he said, you know, I'm going to lend you, can you, will you lend me, borrow me, what, which one's the right one? Will you lend me? I can't borrow him, mate. Eh? Will you lend me 4,000, I can't remember the amount, say it was 4,000 Rand, and then I'll pay you back afterwards. So I said, "Yeah, no worries, I lent him the money We went, we had a lovely time 10 days, surfed, tropics Who's been to the Maldives? Oh, Mandy <laughs> 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 We went there at the same time but, but it was amazing We had a wonderful holiday together So we came back And uh, you know, as life is um, Dion forgot to pay me back Oh, I think he forgot And uh, initially it didn't b- bother me and then, uh, you know, one day I get to the beach and Dion's bought himself a new wetsuit. And I'm like, hang on. Don't you still owe me money? How come you're buying new wetsuits and you haven't paid me back? And you know that little thing that I get in your heart. <coughs> so now there's this little seed in my heart. So I don't go to speak to him, but this little seed in my heart. And now it starts growing. And then now, it's not just, now, no, no folk work for Dion. You know, now the magnifying glass is there. So every time Dion buys a hamburger or he goes out, I'm like, ah, I scooped my geld. And this thing grows and grows in my heart. And, it, and eventually Dion walks into church and then Dion's on that side and I'm on this side. You know, because I'm not dealing with this. And Now my heart's starting to get offended And I'm, I'm fortifying myself And I'm building this thing up And it happens so subtly That you kind of like don't realize That it's happening until That shadow is there And then it's just uncomfortable And then Now every time I see him There's all these feelings in my heart And when your heart's so full is, When your heart's so full of it What do you do? You've got to get rid of it How do you get rid of it? Well, you start speaking to other people So you can just release the pressure And so now what I'm doing is Is I'm Instead of I'm spreading my shadow towards Dion with other people, and so now when Dion walks into church, it's not just me that looks at Dion in a strange way, it's other people too. And so this continues and until I realized, you know what? It's just money, and I decided to just write it off. I went to because my. And actually at the end of that It got down to this For me It was like What's more important The 4000 rand that he owes me Or the 8 year friendship That I've got with him Like what What weighs more What's more valuable And I realized that This thing was stealing from me And I repented towards him And I tried to make right As best as I could And i We've still got a friendship today <clears throat> But you see what happens It's when when I held on to that thing, it grew inside of my heart. And so all of us will have an opportunity to forgive because all of us have been hurt by friends and family and people in church. And so I'm trying to get to the next scripture. And so when, we, when these things happen to us, when we get wounded by these things, we end up being disappointed disgusted we feel disregarded we feel disgusted and exposed we feel disputed dist we feel disrespected we might feel disgruntled we might feel disused not acknowledged in our gifts and we end up being dislocated displaced and dissatisfied and if you allow this to happen um, there's also a spiritual consequence let's look at Matthew 18 verse 34 and 35 And in anger, his master delivered him to the jailers until he should pay all his debt. So also, my heavenly father will do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother from your heart. I'm going to read that again. And in anger, his master delivered him to the jailers until he should pay all his debt. So also, my heavenly father will do to every one of you if you don't forgive your brother from your heart. So, what happens if we don't forgive? And that scripture there is—it starts off with the scripture Peter that we started off with, and then in the middle there's Jesus tells a story. It's a story about a man that owed a king twenty talents of silver. Now, a talent was twenty years' worth of wage. That's a lot of money, and we think about what's the average wage now in a month. Sorry, twenty an hour. I'm not going to do that sum But say Say 10,000 rand That's 120 a year I mean that's Probably min But that's 120 times 20 That's a lot of money So this like owed The king a lot of money And he, the king said, Well I'm going to sell you Into slavery And get my money back You and your wife And your children So I can get my money back So he pleaded with the king And the king said Alright You know what I'm going to write your debt off Writes his debt off 20 years Well not even just 20 years worth of wages But all the talents, which is more It was like something like 200 years worth of. This servant, just having been forgiven All this debt, walks out And he sees a, a, another servant Who owes him 100 days wages That's 3 months 3 months versus 20 years is not a lot In comparison Grabs him by the necks Takes him to the jailer and says Listen, put this oak in jail Until he pays back every single thing That he owes me So in comparison, it's you shouldn't have so the, the, the other servants see this and they go like how can this act like this so go to the king goes to the master and says to him listen we've just seen this happen this isn't right and so the master calls and the guy and says listen you should have forgiven like I've forgiven you and that's then when this is and in anger his master delivered him over to the jailers until he should pay all his debt so also my heavenly father will do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brothers from your heart And so God has forgiven each and every one of us a lot of debt, right? And so God expects us to also to forgive. And so when we don't, so we get handed over to the jailers. That word can also be translated um, tormentors. So what happens to us if we don't forgive someone? Well, the first thing that happens to us is, is we get stuck because we're holding on. And so God has got a plan and a purpose and a destiny for your life. But if you cannot let go of the hurts and the offences in you, you cannot walk into the plan and the purpose and the destiny of your life for yourself. Because you keep on. It's like. Uh, can I have two people here, please, in the front with me? Dankie, jy persoon. Dankie, twee persone. You, yeah, you were voluntarily well Wonderful. Okay. Ria Gastandal. Ria's Jesus. And she rook me to my toekomst. God's got a plan and purpose and destiny. What's your name? Hello, Nathan. Nathan's offended me. And so he said something about me. He said, I'm going to take the and I'm not to And so I have to take an exception. I'm like, I, eat, I. Eat. He doesn't know that I broke my nose when I was five and then again when I was seven and then in rugby and then in surfing and then in windsurfing. What's wrong with this oak? And so I'm holding on to this offense. I'm like, Nathan, and because I can't let him go, can I go to Jesus when Jesus is calling me? No, because I'm holding on to him. And so when we hold on to offense, we get stuck. We cannot move into God's purpose and destiny for us because... I've got to let go of this so that I can grab hold of Jesus. You get that? And so maybe you're stuck. Maybe you're not moving forward in your Christian walk. Maybe you're not walking to what that which God has for you. Well, I'll ask yourself the question Am I holding on to things in my past? We don't progress and we don't mature and we don't move forward. But also, the other thing is, is we get tortured. By our thoughts and by our emotions And by reliving the events of what took place So now every time I see And this is how we get tortured Now every time I see Nathan I think about that words that he spoke to me And it takes me back to that moment And then I think about it And then when I think about it, what happens? Well then the emotions start rising in my heart And then when the emotions start rising in my heart Then I feel and I relive it And so that torture Because I'm feeling, I'm reliving that moment all the time. So that's the second thing that happens to us when we don't forgive. Is we get stuck in that moment. We relive that moment all the time. And he's moved on. He's long time gone. He doesn't even know that he mentioned my cromnius. And so we get tortured by reliving the moment all the time. And what else happens... When we don't forgive Is this because The person that offended us We can cause them to also get stuck And so I've got an illustration here There's a a pastor He was in a church This is a true story He ended up in um, moral failure And it came out And he went through a discipline process And went through counseling And they wanted to restore that pastor back into the office that God had called him because God's a god of redemption and God's a god of forgiveness right so when we make a mistake it's not like we get condemned and we get thrown away and we can never come back into God's purpose for our lives is it so God's a god of mercy this is we don't get what we should we mercy is as we don't receive what we should receive and God's a god of grace is we get what we shouldn't get and so, if we make a mistake, God doesn't condemn us and say, you know what, that's enough, that's sin, that's the last chance, you're here. No, he works with us because he's still, the plan and the purpose and destiny stands for you forever. And you can always walk in that. But that pastor, that congregation wouldn't forgive that pastor. And so we could never restore that pastor back into The call and the destiny of what God has for him To this day And he's a wonderful pastor He's got an incredible gift He's got a wonderful heart and love for people He's not in this country He's in another country But because that congregation Couldn't forgive him What he had done He could never walk back in the full redemption And the call of what God had for his life And so You know the same mercy that God Extends to us we have to extend to other people so, so, so what does unforgiveness do? It causes me to get stuck I can't walk into my purpose and destiny It causes me to be tortured By the thoughts and the emotions That I could relive Because of what happened to me in the past And it also causes the person That hurt me sometimes to get stuck So that they can't walk into the call And the purpose and the destiny Of what God has for their lives Do You see how important this thing is? Yes, no, maybe, perhaps. I, can ain't look. I ain't look at the ain't look. I actually made such a nice large show, and then this morning I forgot to bring my little connector. Maybe, ah, oh, thank you, Vandy. <laughs> what happens when I forget? a Yes 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 So the, this is obviously not an absolute statement so did you guys all hear that, he said, like maybe there's certain circumstances where reconciliation won't be 100% possible. Is that what you're saying? Yes. So, for, so forgiveness is letting go, but there's still consequences to actions, right? So I agree with that. But in this specific circumstance, that was not the case. So it would depend on the magnitude and the quality of the of the offense committed. Um, so obviously, if it was murder, then there would be consequence. You would be jailed and for life, possibly, and then that would be a different scenario. But that specific scenario was not, and I don't want to divulge the circumstances because it was a, it was somewhere in in another country. And so I, I get what you're saying, and we'll also get to talk about that a little later. It's like so when we forgive from our heart, you know, forgiveness is releasing the person. But does that mean I have to be reconciled? Especially if it was maybe a circumstance of abuse, uh, maybe even physical or emotional abuse. What does that look like? And how do we walk that out in, in wisdom? So that, I would have the statement. It wasn't a question, it was a statement. Yeah, but you can't go... Uh, you know that's not forgiveness. That's just uh. <laughs> Yes, and I think that's where that that's where the parables quite apt is that God's forgiven, and we forgive. So forgiveness is is an attitude of the heart. We have to forgive like Jesus forgave, and not having sinned at all, taking the sins of the world. Upon himself at the cross Forgiving the world Father forgive them For they know not what they do They're busy killing him For something he didn't do So, And, and that's, an, that's a choice of the heart it's the, And it's a choice of I'm letting go And I'm letting God So we, we, we're still getting to that If I don't cover that properly You are more than welcome To ask, ask the question again okay. okay So is that making sense? Okay. Forgiveness, what happens when I do forgive? Well, I let go and I can move into the plan and the purpose and the destiny that God has for me. But the other person can also go free. And we enable grace to flow and I think it's God's mercy extended enables the world to see what God's character is like and enables people to come to salvation because God is a God of grace and God of mercy and we are agents of grace and mercy so the one thing in the Bible says that we must love our brothers right? Does it say that in the Bible? Who else must we love? We must love our enemies Are our enemies nice to us? No, they want to kill you They don't like you And so God's love enables us Not just to love those that love us But also to love those that don't love us And not just are neutral towards us But those that are hostile towards us And to be honest, that's something that's supernatural That's something that I can't do in my flesh That means those people that speak badly about you and say bad things, when we go to Christ, we need to be able to receive his grace and mercy and turn around and extend that same grace and mercy to them. And that often, the most antagonistic people towards you, when you show them love and grace, it opens the way for the gospel seeds to be planted in their hearts. Because as you act in the opposite spirit, you're actually allowing heaven to break into their lives. And I've seen personal experience that that often leads to them getting saved the Bible says that you you it's like um, heaping burning coals on their forehead you draw out the evil and you allow the good to come in so an example of this would be Stephen the first martyr in the church you guys know the story of Stephen it's in Acts 6 7 Stephen a deacon He's preaching to the Pharisees Kind of like the same guys That crucified Jesus He's telling them Why Jesus was the Messiah They get so upset with him The Bible says They grinded their teeth At him And so at one point They said that's enough They take him outside The city gates They lay their cloaks At at, uh, a guy named Saul's feet Why did they lay their cloaks at, At his feet? Because Saul was the authority there That was was um, validating the execution of Stephen The stoning So they laid at his feet and Saul and says Yes This man's blasphemed Kill him And So they start stoning him And the Bible says that as Stephen gets stoned He looks up to heaven and he sees sees a picture of heaven And he speaks the same words as Jesus He says, Father forgive them For they know not what they do And that same man, Saul Then goes to the Sanhedrin Which is the authorities within the the Jewish religion And asks for letters to persecute other Christians He gets on his Was it a donkey or a horse? He gets in his car And he's off to Damascus And on the way to Damascus, what happens? Jesus appears to him Boom, he falls off his horse He says, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? I believe That the grace and mercy that was extended In the prayer of Stephen Enabled heaven To break into Saul's life And then Saul becomes Paul Giving him a new identity And Saul goes for 18 years He gets trained by the Holy Spirit And then he comes back And he becomes one of the greatest apostles Writing two thirds of the New Testament And how did that all happen? Well part of it was Stephen Forgiving a man that was killing him unjustly You see Actually when, when we get Hurt And when we get offended it is, it is an opportunity for us To allow heaven To break into this world It, it puts a bit of a different spin on it, eh? I'm so glad I'm excited So what are some obstacles to forgiveness Well ignorance Because we don't know that we should And we don't know that it's the way of the kingdom But you now know So no more ignorance Yeah Right Maybe justice or revenge That person should be punished And uh Maybe sometimes we have landmines in our hearts. And a landmines like this. Um, landmines like a wound. So maybe I got hurt by someone in the past and uh right, let's just carry on with the same example. I'm a little bit sensitive about my nose. They used to mock me at school. Now I'm sinning somewhere and uh Maybe I'm drinking wine, uh, like a, a, out of a wine glass, and it's got a small opening. So when, when I drink, I can't get the water into my mouth. Actually, I have to use my neck, like most other people too. I oh, really am. Oh, I'm so sorry. And then maybe Greg comments, this, "Yes, like man, but how with your knees?" And I take offence. I get hurt. But now I overreact. Throw the wine glass on the floor, storm out the door. Like, see, when we have a wound, how many of you have had a bruise? Like, a bruise is not an open wound, a bruise is like a blow call, a, a blue spot. <laughs> what do you, what's a blow call in English? A bruise, thank you very much. <laughs> But Africa said it needs to for better. Let the blow call. <laughs> you have a blue spot on your leg. Maybe you have a blue spot on your soul. If you have a bruise, someone comes close to you that, it's like, hey don't touch that. You're sensitive. You can see whether you have an, a, a, an offense, because sometimes an offense happens way in the past. And in that moment, it's very real and we get all the motions, but then we allow the sand of time to cover it over. And eventually, there's so much sand over it, you don't even know it's there anymore. But if someone walks on that portion of your life, talk about your nose, or they mention something about what you're sensitive about, what happens? Landmine explosion. Because underneath all that sand, there was an emotion. There was a wound that wasn't dealt with. And so we need to be aware of these things. These, you know, you see it in marriage, you, like you know, with your wife or with your husband. They just do something small, and then just the reaction is not is not proportionate. <laughs> it's just completely disproportionate. Often there's a wound there, but you can't remember what caused the wound. And so we have to ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, why am I so sensitive about this area in my life? Because there's something that happened. And often what's happened is, is you've, you've not forgiven. And so you're stuck in that place. And so now you overreact. Is that all right? We all have these things, When You ask my wife. The biggest fight we ever had was about the sleeping bag. But that's another story. So how do we discern whether we have these things Whether we have unforgiveness in our heart Maybe There's shadows You walk into church Or there's someone that you just feel There's no fellowship, there's a shadow Maybe there's in your heart You've got this burden, you've got to talk Gossip, slander And, and malicious talk It's coming out of your mouth Because your heart is full of Full of an offense or full of hurt Now gossip is talking about people Slanders talking ba- badly about people Malicious talk is Trying to kill someone with your words you, There's a progression And then maybe you've got These areas in your life That you're overreacting with And it might be that Well that most likely is Is that there's a wound in your, in your life So how do we get rid of this Because that scripture also says That we must forgive from our hearts How do we forgive from our hearts How do we find healing In these places in our lives Well we forgive like Jesus forgave Now I'm going to ask a question you know, Guys remember what the blood of Jesus did for us Yes this is a long time ago eh? you Remember the blood of Jesus Was used in, four, four, ways in the, four ways In the Old Testament It was sprinkled It was poured It was used for marking And it used, was used for It was wrung out it was sprinkled for what? It was sprinkled for consecration. It was sprinkled for holiness. So we forgive from our heart like Jesus forgave us. When Jesus saved us, he's got a plan and a purpose for us. When we forgive other people, we recognize that that person is a human and God loves that person as much as I do. Ach, as much. I should love that person as much as he does. And that God still has a plan and a purpose and a destiny for him. And so when we forgive from the heart, we acknowledge That that person is a sinner just like me. And I can forgive them because we're all sinners saved by grace. And we can pray a blessing over them. Asking that God will bring them into the fullness of the call and the destiny. That God has for them. We expiate. The blood was poured for expiation. The removal of the identity of sin from us. Remember I told the toffee story? I took more toffees than I could pay for. That made me here thief, but when I came into God's church and Jesus' blood covered me over and he washed me f- clean from my sin now when I come into God's presence who does he see? Monet the thief or does he see Monet he sees Monet the son and so expiation means that we remove the identity of that sinful act from the person and that we choose to forgive and we choose not to bring that identity back we choose not to sit as a judge over that person. But we release the judgment to God so that God, the righteous judge, can judge. Does that make sense? So when I forgive someone, the first thing I do is, is I pray a blessing over that person. I release it. I pray a blessing over that person. The second thing that I do is is I have to discipline my mind and make sure that I don't bring that identity back to the person all the time. I hand them over to God, and God will deal with them. And I trust that God will do the right thing. Because God's the righteous judge. I don't have to be the judge. So I get off the throne of judgment and I allow God to be the judge. So I remove the identity of sin from that person. I propitiate. Propitiation is a gift that turns away wrath, a sacrifice that turns away wrath. So the third thing I do is I let go of the right to punish. Because God will punish Whether it happens in this life Or whether it happens in the next God is the one that will punish And then thirdly I ask the Holy Spirit to save them And I'm open to fellowship With that person And I think this is where you need wisdom Is that forgiveness means letting go But in certain circumstances reconciliation or fellowship might not be possible. Like for instance, say if someone has died and moved on or maybe you've come out of an abusive situation and it's physically dangerous or emotionally dangerous, in that circumstance I would go sit with elders or community leaders and work it through what is wisdom in that situation. But you can still do the other three and be open to reconciliation to take place in the future because God can change anyone. And that's forgiving from the heart. And that's what God calls us as Christians to live in, to extend the same mercy and grace that he has extended to us, to extend that to other people, so that the kingdom of God can break into this world. People can experience his love and come to Christ. And everyone can walk in the plan and the purpose and the destiny that God has for them. Amen.